0: Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of the dream bigger podcast. So guys, not sure if you know this about me, but the holidays are my absolute favorite time of year. So in the spirit of giving, I've decided to bring back my giveaway for the next few weeks. I know you guys loved this and I'd originally decided to only host it for the first four weeks upon launch, but it's the holidays and I figured why the hell not? So I'll be giving away a goodie bag of beauty products to everyone who subscribes to and reviews the podcast. So yeah, guys, everyone, like you don't get entered for a chance to win. Everyone gets one of these. Just make sure you send me a screenshot to sifat.h91 at gmail.com. And with that, let's get into today's interview. I am so excited to introduce you to this week's guest, Alex Icon. You may know Alex from a little company called Intelligent Change. You know, the one that created the 5-Minute Journal and the Productivity Planner. And before that, him and his wife Mimi founded the viral hair extension company, Luxie Hair. So to say that Alex is a seasoned entrepreneur who knows what he's doing is a bit of an understatement. If you guys follow my Instagram and blog, Icing and Glitter, you'll know that I've been a huge fan of the 5-Minute Journal for years now. Guys, Like I've talked about it a hundred times, honestly, I'm obsessed with this thing. So this interview was a little surreal for me. When I'd written down my list of dream podcast guests, Alex was right up there at the top. So I was incredibly humbled when he agreed to chat. Although I will say I worked really hard to manifest this interview for weeks beforehand using my five minute journal. Alex and I talk about all things entrepreneurship. He was full of tips and wisdom for anyone who's looking to start a business. He also shared his own journey, which was incredibly inspiring to hear about. Anyway, without further ado, let's get to my chat with Alex. So Alex, let's start from the beginning. Where did you go to school? What were, were your hobbies? Right? Yeah, okay, like, yeah, we're starting. we're starting. Oh we're starting. We're getting right into okay. it. Um, so yeah, start from the beginning. Where did you go to school? What were your hobbies? Like Your first job, tell me everything. Oh,
2: wow, okay. Uh, Yeah, I guess first off, thank you for having me. Um,
0: (laughs) Thank you for coming on. It's it's uh, it's really an honor.
2: Yeah, and it's super weird because it's my first in-person interview. Yeah. Usually I do these (laughs) over the phone or whatever, so thanks for coming in.
0: I I got very lucky. (laughs) You
2: got very lucky, and I took a chance on you. I'm like, hey, cool, whatever, do it, come in. Um, Yeah, so I guess where I grew up, I grew up in uh, Russia, I guess. However, that's where I was born, and... However, I really see myself that I grew up in Canada. Yeah. So I see myself more as a Canadian than a Russian. Um, yeah. And I kind of see my yeah. life really starting the way I remember it mm-hmm. in Canada. So when I, did you move there? I moved when I was about nine, turning ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really funny because I come from Russia, and in Russian school you have to like wear kind of a uniform, a dress shirt, dress mm-hmm. pants. So I came into this public school in Canada yeah. in grade four dressed in a dress shirt and dress pants. Yeah. And like sitting very proper. And that was my first culture shock because all the kids were just like baggy pants, like, running so around casual going yeah. Crazy, especially in Canada, very casual. And here I am being very proper, sitting down, and, then, and I was like, wow, okay, I'm in a totally different place. And yeah. that was one of my first early memories. And I remember the next day I went to my mom and said, I need some like regular kids clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like I don't fit in. And uh, we mm-hmm. went to a store. Mm-hmm. My mom just bought me, like, I'm okay. I need some baggy jeans, some baggy sweaters just yeah. to fit in. Oh my God. So, yeah, that was my kind of cultural experience uh, growing up in Canada. And I, I, I had to learn a lot mm-hmm. just about language, understanding. I didn't know any English. Really? Yeah, zero English. Wow. And yeah, so I just I grew up there. And I guess my first job, I had many. You know, I think that's the thing, when you really look back at your, you know, why am I an entrepreneur now? Why do I have mm-hmm. businesses? I think as a kid, I always remember myself trying to hustle for money. Yeah. And that's because I grew up in a family where i could not going to have a lot. So that had that fortunate luck of having a little money so mm-hmm. my mom could buy me a little clothes Yeah. so I could look normal. Yeah um however after that she's like oh well, let's we spent all the money yeah um, if you you know want to go to the movies yeah. or you want to do anything else um that's all on you
0: it's great she gave you that work ethic right from the beginning it, it, yeah it's not like
2: she she meant to do it
0: yeah
2: she's like she had no choice totally, and yeah. sometimes when you don't have a choice you're like hey this is what i have mm-hmm. so this is what I have, I have to work with yeah and what happened then was um i used to have like Sell flowers on the street when I was like 11 years old. Oh wow! Yeah, no joke. So I would do that. I would just uh, there was this guy. Uh, he was probably shady. Yeah. He'd pick up these kids in his minivan <laughs> and give us flowers and kind of at a certain cost. And then we would go in like plazas and like. Um, you know, Richmond Hill, York region. Yeah. And be there standing and selling flowers to people, like coming up to people, hustling people, like, hey, like, buy some flowers for your girlfriend or wife.
0: Oh my God. This guy knew, like, his business tactic, you oh know? Like, even to little kids who were cute to, like, yeah, do
2: so his selling I was, for him. I, was, I guess I was kind of like the middleman yeah. for his little uh, thing. Uh, it was a good, definitely a good tactic. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful to him even. Uh, for even maybe I was, uh, they'll say, oh my God, it's child labor. How did you do that. Um, but I'm very happy because it yeah. taught me how to, you know, sell, mm-hmm. approach people, um, how to work with my inventory yeah. <laughs> that I have, my stock, um, how to pick the precious uh, flowers and stuff oh like that. Oh my god, you learned those
0: lessons real yeah, early. You
2: know, you <laughs> have to like, keep, keep sure. So all that, that's really kind of my upbringing. I had various different kind of gigs yeah. that I would try to do to make money. And I think, I think my first job was really just working stock stock person in retail yeah and, and then I got a job at the bank and okay. before I went to university mm-hmm. and the reason I think for this question is so important for you or anybody listening to I think now when people look at us they're like well there's no way like Alex was poor you probably mm-hmm. a lot of people have this perception of me that I'm like silver spoon this white kid from like a very nice middle income family mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but the reality is like we're immigrants, it was tough, we're poor, we didn't have money. And I I think it's the importance of that is for anybody listening Mm -hmm. is that you can really create your life and come out of like when the life is against you. Yeah. And instead of looking at how difficult and how like it sucks, I remember even back in the day, like, oh my God, it sucks that my parents don't have money. Yeah. All these other kids can do stuff. I can't even do anything. I could, I could have just been a victim. Mm -hmm. But instead I was like, Screw it, like I'm gonna just uh, do my best to try to create the reality that I want to create and live like the people that I see themselves living. So that's why, in a way, what we do now is is really try to inspire other people that this is possible. You can do it too because we've been through that, we've we've been through that journey, and that's why I'm giving this interview to you today. So, whoever's listening, hey, what's up, and you can do it. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I love that, and I think that a lot of really great businesses and like entrepreneurial journeys start from that like people kind of pulling themselves out of those situations where they could you know make themselves the victim so I think it's really cool that you like pulled yourself out of there and like really you know designed the life that you wanted to live I think that's awesome so did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur?
2: Um, Not at all I would say I really want to make money Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought the way I'll do it is through um, working in corporate and working up the ladder. And so that's why I got a job at the bank before I went to university because I thought, this is going to be great. Like, yeah. I'll start early, I'll go to university, mm-hmm. and by the time I go out, I leave university. Mm-hmm. I'll already have four or five years' experience working in the bank, Now yeah. I'll get a job at the bank, I'll get a certain position, anything, mm-hmm. and just work my way up and become a director or something. Yeah. And then I got fired. So I got fired... From working in the bank where I met my wife, Mimi, who's my business partner, and and love. And that really was a soul crushing thing for me because yeah, I yeah. thought You have all these plans. Yeah, I thought I'm gonna be a lifer, I'd say I'm very loyal. <clears throat> and so that's how it really all started. It mm-hmm. didn't I didn't really think I was gonna be an entrepreneur, but when I got fired, mm-hmm. it was a blessing in disguise. So yeah. anybody you know listening as well who got fired mm-hmm. <laughs> or ever got fired or um i, I think i was pushed into entrepreneurship yeah. and that's when i was like okay let's do this let's try this out yeah. let's see how what this is all about right and so that's how the whole journey really began
0: so before starting intelligent change you started luxie hair so can you talk to me a little about a little bit about that like why hair extensions like what what was it that you saw
2: yeah, for sure. Well, I think what we saw is you no know, money in our bank account. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're like, oh, we need to make some money. Yeah. And at that time, it was me, Mimi, yeah. and uh, her sister was also a co-founder. Mm-hmm. And how that all happened was we read this book. Mm-hmm. It was called The 4-Hour Week by Tim Ferriss. Yeah, I
0: love that book. It's a good one.
2: Amazing book. Most mm-hmm. importantly for the mindset. You know, a lot of people will read that book and okay, this does not really like, what's the tactics? How do I actually mm-hmm. build? So it's not for them. Mm-hmm. I think what that book really gave us is that idea of you can create and design your own lifestyle. And it's not about the, the normal social norms that you think about. Mm-hmm. Whether it be working at the corporate and making, you know, a six-figure salary or being in business and mm-hmm. working your ass off. Um, so it's not about that. It's really about, hey, if you can just make $2,000 a month and live the life that you want and be free Mm
1: -hmm.
2: well that's all you need and what we've learned throughout the years now from both Mimi and I is that freedom is one of our biggest values absolutely and I think as an entrepreneur that is the value that you're looking for and you're willing to sacrifice safety and whatever Mm -hmm. to be able to have that freedom for yourself yeah Um, so that's what it was for us and that's how the book really pushed us on that edge and for Two years from the moment I was fired, till we started Luxie Hair, is when I was on that path of like, okay, what's gonna be my muse, mm-hmm. as what he calls it, that business idea that will allow you to have that cash flow, mm-hmm. to have the and design your lifestyle how you want. It. Mm-hmm. So of course there's a lot of things that we've learned, but that was really the, the birth of that business. It was that I was just looking for the idea, mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to be in a room when Mimi w- came to her sister and was mm-hmm. complaining about this really bad hair extension that she bought in the mall for a hundred bucks or so or a few hundred bucks mm-hmm. and she was really disappointed mm-hmm. and I was just there browsing and said why are you like so sad mm-hmm. and she's like why well, about this hair and I'm like first of all <laughs> what <laughs> why are you buy hair <laughs> right? yes. Does this thing exists what uh, and then she's like well it's it's for the, you know, our wedding is coming up. I want to have a little extra hair so it's a little more glamorous and I look great. Yeah. Like a mermaid. And I'm like, you already look great. You already Aww. have great hair. I don't know what you need this for, but it's yeah. like, it's from, it's, you don't get it. It's it's, it's for girls. Yeah. You know, I've learned from that is that <laughs> women do things for themselves. Oh, not totally. For guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but I'm like, so why can't she just buy something good? She's like, I just it doesn't exist. Like, mm-hmm. the, the type of uh, weight. And the ratio for it to look natural just doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah. And like this is it. This is great. And she showed me. She's like, let me show you. And she went on YouTube and she showed me videos of girls putting on hair extensions and going crazy. Like they'll put it on and be like, oh my god, I'm like a mermaid. And I was like, wow, there's such a high emotional reaction here. They really love.
0: Um, like how it makes them feel. How it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. And
2: that's. And I think with business, the most important thing is really in regards to your experience or your product how does it make people feel right so what really happened then was we were just sitting in a room in that room i said this is it this is the idea mm-hmm. and I, and layla was there as well and me sister mm-hmm. and i knew she was in a situation she needed to make money as well she wasn't working mm-hmm. and i said okay we're gonna go in business together yeah and um, YouTube will make videos on YouTube that's going to be a marketing strategy because mm-hmm. before that I was a social media consultant Yeah, and, and we'll go into business and mm-hmm. that's how we'll do it and I learned some stuff where I, learned, I worked for uh, one of my friends in a startup and I'm so grateful to him because in the few months that I worked for him I've learned those basics that maybe Tim didn't talk about mm-hmm. you know how do you fulfill how do you find a third party fulfillment how to use a Canadian do business in the U.S. because the U.S. is the biggest market. Absolutely, yeah. Um, how do you uh, you know, make sure you do your taxes? How do you import? How do you source? How do you do all this stuff? So I learned a lot of that stuff from mm-hmm. working for my friends. So anybody listening as well, I think it's sometimes instead of going into the business and becoming an entrepreneur yourself, mm-hmm. a great step you can take Is by working for somebody else, especially where you can be... Like, the thing why it sucks to work for a big corporation, it's so big. Yeah. You're going to be slotted into, like, this one little thing that they do. But if you work for a startup or for a small company... You're wearing
0: so many hats. You have to wear so many
2: hats, and then you may... Especially, it's best when you have the ability to actually be close to the Mm founder. Because then you can also get inside their mindset, you can ask them a lot of questions. So, Mm -hmm. that time that I worked for my friend Dennis... Mm -hmm. Mm Uh, for we now actually have a relationship, we work together on some parts of the business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just, he can probably tell you, I nailed them with questions. Yeah. And I made it seem like, hey, I'm doing this to like help you, your business grow. And I was, but at the same time, I was learning for myself as yeah. well. And I think anytime, I guess another tip is, anytime you're doing it, you still have to make it about the business that you're working in. Yeah. Because the most you're going to get out of the experience is if you do try to be the best you can be. Because if you try to grow that business mm-hmm. and you have success, you'll also learn on somebody else's dime mm-hmm. what works and what doesn't. Absolutely. Because sometimes you will screw up, <laughs> or sometimes things will work out. Yeah. Um, and so that was a great experience. So that's where allowed us to really understand and launch. And that's how we launched Luxie Hair. So then Luxie, Mimi and Layla started doing YouTube videos, yeah. and Luxie Hair became one of the largest hair how-to channels in the world. Yeah. I think... So to today we have over 400 million views That's one, incredible. coming from Mimi and Layla, and as well like over 3 million subscribers, all that stuff. Um, yeah, so and that whole organic social media thing that we saw an opportunity of mm-hmm. was really what grew Lexi Hair to become to what it has become, which is you know a very successful business, mm-hmm. and so it's really great.
0: So I'm really fascinated by Lexi Hair just because like. I read somewhere that in the first year of launch, you drove over a million in sales. Like, how did you manage that? I mean, that's an incredible, an incredible achievement.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it was an incredible achievement for us as well because our yeah. goal really was to make like $1,500 each Canadian. Yeah. Wow. That was our goal. You
0: far surpassed that, yeah. let me tell you. So that was our
2: goal. We didn't have a goal of making multi-million dollar business. I think that's another tip for anybody listening is because a lot of times people are, have this, I want to build a billion dollar company. You yeah. Want, I want to be a millionaire. It's like, okay, great, but like, make a thousand bucks. You know? Or make <laughs> make a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Start small. Yeah. And so for us, it, it really was just about starting small. But like I said before, it was really that uh, YouTube mm-hmm. and that social media that really allowed us to really scale so fast. Yeah. Because... The amazing opportunity of anybody that we're into, mm-hmm. anybody who's you know complaining about how hard it is—it's never been easier right. to create a business, to learn, mm-hmm. to do anything. <laughs> like we live an incredible time, yeah. And there's these tools at our disposal, such as YouTube, such as podcasting, mm-hmm. such as Instagram, uh, forums, whatever you want to call it. There's so many other various ways where you can. Organically, you know, reach people, mm-hmm. other people who are interested in whatever that you're interested in about, or you want to spread. So that's what we did. We just utilized social media tools. At first, it was YouTube, and it was Instagram. Mm-hmm. So there's always gonna be things emerging. And looking back now, there's so many other things that we didn't uh, use and leverage, which could have made our business even ten times bigger. Yeah, you know, throughout the years since since we're just kind of comfortable.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think social media is incredible because it really does give you that opportunity. And like, you don't have to spend a ton of money on it. You just have to be like smart about how you do it. So I think it it is like a really incredible tool for like business owners in our time. So I think that's awesome that you leveraged that. Um, So I wanted to ask you, what were some challenges that you faced in this first business venture?
2: Oh, challenges. Um, It was, you know, looking back, it was very great. Yeah. I want to say it was, you know, we worked a lot, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. And I, we're very lucky in r- regards to how it, it took off. It, it is sometimes being there, you know, at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing, mm-hmm. which I believe we did. Also, the challenging thing really is really been learning about actual organization. Mm-hmm. And we, at the beginning, we really started with that idea of the week mm-hmm. So we just wanted to do lifestyle yeah. and just not work. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the most challenging thing mm-hmm. is because I remember thinking, why would anybody who makes you know X amount of money, especially mm-hmm. millions of dollars, mm-hmm. why would they keep working? Like if you just break it down and make especially at that time, because I, I grew up very frugally, like if you have like forty thousand dollars a year, you can live all right, you know, yeah. especially if you travel go somewhere else. And I then learned that really the whole idea of work and business yeah. shouldn't really be just about money. Yeah. Because if it's just about money, you will get tired of it pretty quickly. Totally. And most importantly, you will lose the sense of purpose that mm-hmm. you have in your life. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing that we have to navigate and learn in business is that once, especially you know, things are rolling really fast, and you know, unless you went from like one three to five million mm-hmm. a year very quickly. Yeah. And we're like, wow, Like, is this what I thought it's about? You know, I thought that money was going to solve all my problems. Yeah. And I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, that's it. Like, you know, that's that, that, that'll be it. Because growing up without money, you think mm-hmm. that's going to- That's, that's gonna like be, everything. That's yeah. everything. But you quickly learn that it's not at all a fixer of all problems. I'm grateful for money. Mm-hmm. It does solve a lot of problems, it makes life easier. However however, it won't solve the ultimate, I guess, we all face as humans in life. Mm-hmm. And that is what is your purpose? What are you here to do? Mm-hmm. How are you here gonna serve and do stuff? Mm-hmm. Because without that, um there's only so long that you can be on this hedonistic kind of pleasure wheel mm-hmm. of even like us, you know, traveling, uh Going to nice places, going to really nice restaurants, all that, all that is great. Mm-hmm. But if you if you just if you do that all the time, mm-hmm. it gets pretty boring like really fast. Yeah. And that is why, for example, you know, the next business which we then created, which was Intelligent Change, mm-hmm. um, that was really a business to fulfill more of that purpose.
0: Yeah, it's very like impact driven. I feel like. Yeah,
2: and that the same thing. We did not start that business with the idea of making millions of dollars and. and Making lots of money. It was really started, especially the first product, the 500 Journal, mm-hmm. because we were at that time, like, kind of depressed. And I was thinking, why is this happening? And most importantly, how do I live life to the fullest? Yeah. And how do I experience the colors of life? Because when somebody gets depressed, life gets really gray. Mm-hmm. And you start, I guess, most important, I guess, the sadly is that start not seeing the colors that life really has to bring mm-hmm. and it goes it becomes very gray you know, you don't have that optimism for the future and like uh, it's just you know sad yeah and that's why we then started reading and doing research and there was a great book mm-hmm. and it's called happiness advantage by Sean Aker, mm-hmm. and he was a I believe a, a assist, tutor uh, or assistant to Harvard course about happiness. It's one of the most popular courses in Harvard. Yeah. And he wrote this book with all this research about what you need to do in order to have, you know, this more fulfilled life.
1: Yeah.
2: And there's so many of these things I've already learned from let's say Tony Robbins, which is yeah. a great teacher oh, to yeah, me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in I'm up, yeah, in my upbringing. And I was just I was like, okay, this is a great book mm-hmm. or these other things that I learned from these other books are all great. Yeah. But how do you actually implement this in your daily life? Mm -hmm. Because as you listen to this podcast, you listen to a different book, and you're like, okay, great. Okay, I need to journal. Mm -hmm. I need to be grateful. I need to look about the good that is happening in my life. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But if you don't have a tool and a way to practice it daily, you will will lose it very quickly. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, for example, let's, let's say brushing your teeth or working out. You know, why do you brush your teeth every morning and every
1: night? Yeah.
2: What happens if you stop brushing your teeth? Yeah. It will start, you know, decaying, rooting, yeah. all that stuff. So that's why we brush our teeth every day. Or let's say you want to work out you want to get to a certain shape. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're like, okay, I want to be this shape. So you go to the gym, you do it for a few months maybe. And so you get to be the shape that you want to be. Yeah. It's not like you can say, okay, that's it, I'm good.
0: Yeah, it doesn't just end yeah, like It doesn't that. just yeah, have You, 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 you now have to keep yeah, it up. If you, want to, if you
2: want to be in that shape, You going to getting healthy, all that stuff. So the same thing as we've learned is for your mind. Yeah. And for some reason, people take it for granted mm-hmm. in regards to doing something for your mind yeah. every day that can help you just think better or help you um, see the good and the color that is in life. So that's what we really do with the 5 minute Journal. We really just created a simple way mm-hmm. um, that you can refresh in your mind. Because yeah. my partner who we co-created with as well, UJ, he had this crazy journaling technique. Like mm-hmm. he was doing it for like an hour to two hours a day. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great, mm-hmm. but there's no way I'm going to journal for an hour yeah. or two you hours Yeah, no one has that kind of time. Yeah, so how can we break this down to like five minutes uh, in order to enable us yeah. uh, to do this quickly? And at that business as well, we really created it for ourselves. Yeah. We, we just wanted a, a tool that I can use and then I can share with my friends and anybody else. So yeah. And then, same thing, it just took off mm-hmm. and became life on its own.
0: I mean, I think, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the 5-Minute Journal. I write Thank about so it much. all the time. Truly, Alex, I have to say, it's, like, transformed my life. Oh, wow. It's made me such a positive person, and I, like talk about this all the time because you don't realize what a simple gratitude practice and just taking that time out for like your mental well-being does for you but it's so transformative i've been using it for like over a year now i have the app when i travel it's incredible Yeah, it's so, hard when you
2: travel. That's not like that. But
0: you know what? Like <laughs> it's it's like a habitual thing and yeah. cuz I travel so much, I feel like it's like I really look for practices that can like ground me and still give me that sense of routine. And I feel like just cuz I have the app, it's like mm-hmm. easy, you know? Like I use it on the go and yeah. like it's still I guess it's like a piece of home when I travel and like still keeps me connected to the things that are important. Like if you're having a shit day, it's like a, you know, it, like at the end of the day, if you're using the five minute journal, it's like, it brings you back and you're like, okay, like I'm going to focus on the positives, which yeah. is really great. So I wanted to ask you, like you read all these books and stuff before creating it. What was the research process like? Because what I really appreciated about it was how like meticulously you explained the methodology at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's what really got me hooked. Cause I was like, there's so many like great explanations as to why I should be doing this. So like, how did you gather that kind of research? Uh,
2: I guess, yeah, that is the important inform- piece of element of both the five minute journal and productivity planner yeah. is the introduction. And yeah, like for anybody who gets it, make sure you read it. Oh, it's
0: it, guys! You have to like <laughs> it is. It it'll get you hooked. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, and that's why it really explains why this works. And yeah, I mean, the reason we created it there as well because we feel there's different types of people. Mm-hmm. For some people, they can just jump into it and do it. Mm-hmm. For others, especially, let's say my wife Mimi, she's very skeptical actually. Mm-hmm. So for her to like be like okay this works like prove it to me kind of thing show me i'm why, the same i need to know why before i just <laughs> <Yeah>. do something <laughs> i'm not gonna just do this just because you said it's good yeah yeah totally so that's why we really created that section to mm-hmm. be able to do that and the rest of the research we we just went to these sources where we believe really show and were just simple enough to understand mm-hmm. why this works yeah like it's not rocket science it yeah. really is it is Proven, if you just do this, mm-hmm. um, you will start seeing this in your life manifest. Yeah, you know it's as simple as uh, I forget the exact term for for uh, for this uh, thing, but you know the moment you buy a certain, I'll say, dress or a car mm-hmm. or a certain thing, all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere. Or you're Yeah, at yeah, it's so true. Right? It just why does that happen? Because all you said to your mind, like, hey, tune into this and look at this, and uh, all of a sudden you start seeing it. Yeah. And same things in life. The, the moment you really try to, uh, not try, but you actually start changing your thoughts and ideas in mm-hmm. regards to what you want to see and create in your life, mm-hmm. you then actually start seeing it. And that's why when you are a victim and you complain and you do whatever, well, that's how you're going to so manifest. If, yeah, it seems you, like the world is against you. Exactly. Guys. You say all oh, guys are jerks. Well, you're going to just see jerks. You're yeah, like, absolutely. oh, there's no money, there's no opportunities. Well, it's going to be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I can just say from my own personal experience. The moment you we really turned around and started focusing on what we wanna experience and have in life, yeah, is the moment our life totally turned around. In regards mm-hmm. to like my relationship with Mimi, in regards to our the friendships that I have, the businesses, mm-hmm. um, even let's say the, getting the business to a certain state. Right. Like I remember where we would focus on like certain numbers to hit. Mm-hmm. Those are all important things. And you yeah. see how then you're you really are gravitated towards getting there. Mm-hmm. However, the, the other important factor for a lot of people is, is make sure you're aware that you're creating. Because and make sure the, the the thing that you're creating is the place that you actually want to go to. Right. Because many times you can end up somewhere and you're like, Well, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why you still have to keep creating, you still have to keep Dreaming and, and working on your life.
0: I love that. So before you launched the five minute journal, like how did you test the waters? Like how did you know that something like this would take off?
2: Um, I think of all our businesses, the way our approach, I'm not saying it's the right approach. Yeah. But we're just really creating products for ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We're the ultimate uh, you know, test ground for everything. Yeah. We just I think as many entrepreneurs, we just create experiences and products that we ourselves want to see in this world yeah so with i'm in a journal i just wanted a journal mm-hmm. that i that would have on my bedside that was beautiful that was you know there's all these things and techniques that i know i can do yeah so i could have just put in my moleskin and just wrote it down yeah. myself but i'm like i want to fill in this stuff i yeah. want it to be uh pretty yeah <laughs> the design <laughs> is
0: gorgeous as well like i love that it's sleek it's almost like an accessory as well which is so great yeah
2: so I wanted it to be in that way and that's why we did it. So mm-hmm. we, there was really no test ground. Like I said, the idea was, hey, we, we, we print a thousand of these. Yeah. We'll put it out, see yeah. what happens. And <laughs> the worst is yes. it, I can get to keep these journals and yeah. happen. Um, so that's how it really started. There was no really like, test ground or like, you, 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 you're test this out, and you need this. Yeah. And once again, I don't think it's the, the best approach. Mm-hmm. However, I feel ultimately, when you create things that you truly want to see in this world, mm-hmm. you're more passionate about that business, yeah. and you're creating something for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I believe because there's so many people in this world, we're not, yes, we're unique in a certain way, but at the same time, we're we're very similar right. to so many people. Mm-hmm. And there's other people who are going through the similar experience that you are, yeah. that you can help and benefit, even you, you know, like... Some people can say, like, well, what's the point of you starting your podcast? Like, there's so many other podcasts, and like, why listen to yours? Yeah. But the reason you probably do it, because, hey, I want to share what's interesting to me. Absolutely. I want to yeah. share the people that are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And you allow others to get into a little insight into your world that you have. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's special. I think that's what everyone else, instead of thinking, like, hey, I want to be like the next Oprah and be like her. Well, you're not going to be like hers. Just be like yourself <laughs> and, and do the stuff that you're actually genuinely interested in. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I believe what we all are attracted to is authenticity. Yeah. And that's really like lacking in today's society. So mm-hmm. whenever you put out something that's authentic and raw and real you, whether it be music, art, podcasts, YouTube videos, anything... Um, People feel it. Yeah. And that's the ultimate thing that I think we're all striving for as creators mm-hmm. is really that ability to channel that authentic self to other people. We all know the truth inside us. Mm-hmm. But how do we just take it out in the world and bring it to others?
0: That's amazing. So you said that when you when you launched, you started with like about a thousand journals. Um, what did the launch, like, technically look like? How did you put it out there? Like, I'm I'm really fascinated because it took off. And, like, yeah. it's it's an incredible product. Like, I'm obsessed. That
2: was great. Thank you so much. I, the reason I'm kind of, like, laughing and smiling yeah. is I, I just came back from a hike in Corsica yeah. with uh, the uh, Virgin Strive Challenge. And it's put together by Sam Branson, mm-hmm. which is Richard Branson's son. Mm-hmm. And Richard was there as well. And we're hiking with Richard Branson. And I met Richard on several occasions, mm-hmm. including his, you know, Necker Island, things like that. And I asked him the same question, rest of was like, business, I'm like, so, like, how'd you start it? Like, yeah. technically, like, what happened? Yeah. And I've asked him this question, like, several times. Like, yeah. And he always gives me this simple, he's like, you know, I just did it, and just, <laughs> things kind of, like, happened. <laughs> and, like, how do you build, like, thousands of businesses? And, how does it just happen? Yeah. And he, he told me, he's like, you know, I just really followed my intuition. And mm-hmm. I just really I would and the same thing I just said before, he mm-hmm. said I was just doing things that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, his first business was a newspaper about uh, talking about the change that was happening, politics, all that stuff that from a youth per, youth perspective, and mm-hmm. you know, I was virgin music because he was really into music. Then he started like, getting into the airline business and all yeah. these other ventures. So and it kind of just happened. And my biggest takeaway from him was Follow your intuition, follow your gut, do what you want you love to enjoy to do this world. Mm-hmm. So for myself, technically speaking, if I even get there, the thing is, even if you repeat the technical steps, yeah. uh sometimes it won't work out. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, there are there are moments when they're you're doing the right thing at the right time mm-hmm. and the opportunity really strikes you there. However, for us, I would say, you know, we're very privileged to have for us already Mimi um, and myself. I have a small following. You know, Mimi has a larger following. Oh
0: my God! What it's like some cats? cats outside, mm-hmm. just I don't like know, going out. No, <laughs> cats like that. Really good.
2: <laughs> Anyways, um, so with, with Mimi having a large audience, mm-hmm. that already allowed us to tap into. Uh, that already allowed us to tap into her audience,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which was she because she was really involved in the process as well. Yeah. Mimi is my partner, really, in everything mm-hmm. that everything we do, she always gets her insight in, like, um, the names, or how it looks, the feel, and she, she's she's very aesthetic in that regard. Yeah. And so her audience was massive, mm-hmm. um, I think, for the overall, just to get it out there. Mm-hmm. The second lucky break that we got was Tim Ferris. Yeah. And... Tim Ferriss, we, a lot of people say, how did you get Tim Ferriss? And this was before Tim Ferriss had a podcast. Mm-hmm. He had his best-selling book. He had his amazing blog. And we were just at an event in Toronto with him where he was going to be the speaker. And one of our friends, Jason, put it together. It's called called wine Talks. Mm-hmm. Great event. Um, and he was there. And my partner, UJ, had you know the balls, really, to come up to him and be like, hey, Tim, you're really inspiring. You inspired us to create this lifestyle kind of business. Mm-hmm. Muse, here's the product we created, check it out. Yeah. That's it. There's no like, hey, read this, please talk about it, nothing. We just like, we just really appreciate everything you've done and inspired us to create this. Thank you. Here you go. Yeah. So he gave it to him. And like, Tim, you know, any influencer gets stuff handed to him and pitched all the time. Yeah. And for him, I guess he was going through also a time in his life. You know, that was difficult mm-hmm. with for uh, launch of his book that wasn't going so well. And, you know, other things in his life that he talked about in his podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he just gave this a try. Yeah. And, you know, then it just became like his, it's like, you know, Tim is like the Oprah of, of podcasting.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: And we became his favorite book you know or, or, how or, or, or cool product. that it
0: came like full circle like exactly. that it's, it's insane
2: yeah so he inspired us in that way and of course like I said logistically and technically yeah all we did is just make sure you cover the basics mm-hmm. and that's why I said the things that I've learned from my, my friend at the beginning was so instrumental in regards to you know set up your logistics set up your source um make sure that your products is available make sure you have a good relationship with your partner make sure you have a high quality product and then when it's when the time comes and there's demand, you can mm-hmm. deliver it to the market. Yeah. So that was really technically how it really happened. And it, if it wasn't for Tim Ferris mm-hmm. and Mimi, my wife, they really you know it's your first true thousand fans they there, and both Tim's and Mimi's first you know true one thousand fans grasped it, used it, like shared it. Yeah, and and they got it out there. And with time, you know. Tim then launched his podcast. He then talked about it. Um, Mimi had her videos, like my morning routine and night routine. Those videos have, you know, got millions of views, mm. and it really allowed that product to to really shine and yeah. resonate with people that this actually works. Mm-hmm. And to this day, you know, we sold over four hundred thousand copies of the five hundred around the world, and we haven't really, you know, we do some advertising and yeah. stuff, but we haven't really done anything. Um, crazy, yeah, to get to this level, and every you know day, week, sometimes we're always like, wow, this journal and this business just has a life of its own. And of course, now I think even connecting to more, mm-hmm. I really want to be able to focus more on my focus and time there to be able to create more of those products, yeah, because that is something really true, like to to my heart, mm-hmm. like the be able to create change. In that way is is very fulfilling mm-hmm. because I, I love Luxie Hair and it's an incredible business. We create change in women as well, yeah, uh, and uh, let them experience amazing emotions. But with intelligent change, we're creating something for a long term yeah. where people can really be able to create habits in their lives. They can yeah. really shift their focus in life, and then they can create this other amazing good in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you're doing. You know. So how can we be that, you know, toothbrush for people, for their mind? Oh, you their, totally on, on are. On yeah, yeah. To just help them uh, just live better lives.
0: So you guys launched the Productivity Planner. And I like to call it the Ferrari of planners because oh, wow. I feel like it's, it, it's again, like, so, like, it's been so meticulously explained why it works. So, like, what inspired you to create a planner after the five-minute journal? And, like, what did what did the beginnings of that look like?
2: Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Uh, in regards to, I just needed. I you mean, just needed it for I yourself, it yeah. Atlanta. I like it. And I think, as most people, especially entrepreneurs, where you're working for yourself, mm-hmm. the biggest burden is how do you manage your time? Oh God, yeah. You know, it is so much harder to work for yourself than to work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because when you work for somebody else, they tell you what to do. Yeah, it's like know, set hours and yeah, like just like. Set hours, and you know what needs yeah. to be done, or they'll be okay. This is. You know, this is we need to accomplish and you get to work. Yeah. Where with yourself, you're like, eh, nah, like, you know, I can especially be flexible. We went through that whole I we used to be totally against nine to five, uh like work whenever we want, like be free, all that stuff. And with time we learn you no know, like structure is needed. Yeah. Like you'll go insane, <laughs> literally, if you don't have structure in your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And the same thing goes for productivity. it, it just thinking that, hey, I have these to-dos and I'm just going to nail them mm-hmm. and I'm just going to write in my planner and just go by one, it's, it's really not going to happen. You need some sort of approach. You need some sort of a system to help you get through that. Mm-hmm. And the things that have really made a big difference in my productivity mm-hmm. is really being introduced to the Pomodoro technique. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know about the Pomodoro technique, but all it is it simply is simply um, is being set a timer for 25 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever your timer works for you, and just focusing on that one task and just doing that one thing, and for many people, you know, we live in a society where it's uh, multitasking and notifications, all that stuff. But well, this is an opportunity for you, just to just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And when you once you start doing that, what you learn is how much, if you actually focus, yeah, and don't use how much you can get through. You get distracted if you just like. And write it down, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do two Pomodoros on this yeah. task, or one Pomodoro, whatever it is. And for a thing that you've been procrastinating on for weeks sometimes, all of a sudden, once you, you give yourself this boundary and the structure, you're able to accomplish it.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And to
2: me, that was fascinating. So I love that. And then I, I came across the whole Ivy Lee method in regards to, you know, doing the most important task first. Yeah. And uh, doing maximum three or five tasks in a day. Because um, that's really how all productivity planner is. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's really just focusing on most your, your most important task first and then following the, the ponder technique in regards to working those things that you can really be set up for success. Yeah. And I used to do this by myself in my like moleskin. Mm-hmm. So I used to write it down because I went through everything. I went through where I would have, you know, 20 to-dos in mm-hmm. a day. and like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then you cherry pick like, you <laughs> the ones you want to yeah. do, not the ones I really need to do. Um, and, and I didn't really get a lot of traction. And then, and then I started doing this in my own kind of planner mm-hmm. and I have even, you know, I should even probably take pictures of it. Like i have my first prototypes, I guess, of me just doing this method for myself. Mm-hmm. But then the same thing happened. Yeah. Meaning my writing is very ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, I want, I want this to look beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm doing the same thing every day. Yeah. Doing, okay, three or five tasks a day. Then I do love my little squiggly pomodoros. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I might as well just put this and design this into something beautiful that I use daily that I want to use. Yeah. That's just like my thing. Yeah. Um, and that's how Productivity Planner came about. It was the same thing, born out of that need to be more productive, uh, you, use these techniques and methods that worked really well, mm-hmm. um, and used by you know, thousands of other people in the world. And just just marry the just two. like streamline it. Just yeah, just marry the two. Make it make the make it the whole thing s- simple and mm-hmm. easy. Most importantly for myself to use. Yeah. And how I like it, and created it. And I think in a way it's interesting to see how, you know, with the five minute journal and the productivity planner, we're one of the early planners to create this whole movement of like, fill in your stuff. Yeah. When we're starting, nobody thought like, well, you have a journal where you fill in stuff. Like, mm-hmm. how what, how does that work? And now there's so many other businesses and products and doing their own things. You know, uh, I, you know there's uh, there's different ways for that work for different people. Mm-hmm. So um, this is just one of them. Yeah. And I'm really uh, same for me is that you know I have one by my desk as well. And the thing is, I know that when I'm like, yeah, it's okay, I don't need it, and I'll just try to wing it, I'm not as productive. Yeah, I, I agree. And when and when I actually use it to the fully, to how the introduction explains it. Mm -hmm. If I actually do that, I'm 10 times more productive. Yeah. Like, guaranteed. So, I know that if it works for me, it'll work for other people in regards to their productivity. And same thing, I'm really happy to hear it has resonated and people like yourself or, you know, it's, I, have, I hear stories all the time from like very high powered CEOs and business owners give it out to all their staff and yeah. use them it themselves it's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. But same thing, I think it really started from that idea of, yeah, hey, I'm just not productive mm-hmm. and I want to be more productive. So how do I solve this problem?
0: Awesome. So what is one piece of advice you could give to someone who wants to launch a successful e-commerce business?
2: Oh man, it's a very packed question. <laughs> um, I think most importantly, from the overall theme that mm-hmm. I've been speaking about in this interview, is that you have to create an experience or a product um, or products, whatever you want to do or sell certain products that you want to create that you yourself mm-hmm. will, like enjoy or want to see in this world. Right. So I think it's very important. Yeah. Because there's so many people mm-hmm. that i know and i come across that make lots of money mm-hmm. but they're not passionate about what they do yeah and that's really sad because they really they're not connected with their thing and ultimately you're not going to be as successful as you can be mm-hmm. because you're simply doing things for money and like i said as well in this interview it's like that's how i started as well and we've evolved that business even to be how can it be more true to us and anybody can see if they step into our Luxie Hair office to how much of an intelligence change company it is, meaning you know, we have our values there up on the wall, mm-hmm. um, the way we try to service the customer, even in that business. So it's really all born from that idea of create the business that you yourself want to be part of or see in this world. So, same thing like we're here in London, our offices are in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to buy my employees kombucha and, like, have a healthy snack and an interior design office space. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I spend so much money when I just need them to work? Yeah. But I do it for themselves. We do it for, for our staff because, same thing, we want to create a work environment or a business that we ourselves would want to be part of. They yeah. sit on the same permanent shows that I sit on here. Same computer, same desk, whatever. They have the same experience even better mm-hmm. probably than I do here alone, yeah. right? But it comes from that idea of creating what you want to see in this world, regardless if, if it's for you or not. Because the most important part to understand as somebody who's creating a business, mm-hmm. this is the biggest lesson I've learned um, being a business owner, is that to be successful, it is not about you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come into or want to be successful or want to make money or want to be influencers whatever because they're like they want it. Yeah. But the biggest yeah. lesson I've learned it's not about you. If you want to be successful, it's all about your customer, your audience, and it's really about them. Mm-hmm. What value can you deliver to them? And the more value that you will deliver to your customer, to your audience, whatever that whoever that may be, other businesses, the more they'll will be willing to let go of their money and give it to you, yeah, so you can then be you know, reap the, the benefits. The only reason people will give you money is because you're gonna give them some sort of value. Yeah. Regardless of experiences, products, you know, make them feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Even charity, right? You know, charity all what it's about, it's not about even the cost. It's about how do you make the donor feel good about what they're doing. Yeah. So the 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 more you can make them feel great about what they're doing, and well, the the more money they'll donate, right? That's why they have, you know, people's names on university and things like that, because it makes people feel important, right? Yeah, I'll give twenty million dollars, yeah, like all, you know, there's my name on the thing. different people are are motivated by different things, Mm -hmm. and you, as whatever, as a university, as a charity, as as a person, as a restaurant, have to just understand that it's not about you; it's about your customers. So, how do you make sure? you create something that other people will need or want. And for a lot of, like I said, in our experience, it's been also putting ourselves as a customer and being that ultimate really difficult customer to test things on. Mm -hmm. And if it goes through our test, because we're very demanding customers, Mm -hmm. well, it it will probably pass the test of others. So that'll be, I think, I'll say the most important thing is understand how actual value is created Mm -hmm. and how it's done about you so stop thinking about yourself. See how you can actually deliver value to other people. Super important.
0: Yeah, great time.
2: Um, and two, in regards to e-commerce, if you're speaking directly to that, mm-hmm. um, you know, things are always changing. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so, you know, even this, the previous invite I gave you is more evergreen, and same thing with this. The thing to understand is that it will always change. Yeah. So the ta- don't be so hardcore on the tactics that are of the time mm-hmm. because they quickly change. So, you know, we were fortunate enough to be there when uh, YouTube had a certain algorithm, Instagram had certain algorithm that allowed us to grow. Them. Well, those things are gone. It's not as easy now Absolutely. to grow on YouTube or to grow on Instagram or to get into podcasting now and to grow there, probably, right? However, that doesn't mean the opportunity is not there. Um, it just means that you will have to adapt and try different tactics to get in. And that's where I think the most important thing to understand as an entrepreneur, any entrepreneur or business you, you want to be, is that you will have to learn and adapt and to see what is working now. Mm-hmm. So you have to test and trial to see what's working now, what's hitting off. Uh, I remember in the early days, we just try everything. Mm-hmm. we go on Reddit forums uh, we go on Yahoo Answers, different kind of forums. We'll, uh, look for people who are asking questions about hair, deliver value to them, maybe link to our website if it's uh, applicable. So we just hack it however we could, mm-hmm. and we're just looking for what, what really resonated the most and what um, got off. And for us, it was YouTube. It yeah. took off, but it was it wasn't without. We just didn't only do that. We mm-hmm. did so many other things, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so experiment, you have to experiment, especially as you're starting out, and I think overall, when you're starting out in an e-commerce business, where you're brand new, you have such a a massive advantage over people who actually have been there before, because you're hungry, Mm -hmm. and that's the most important thing to have, like, be hungry, um, really try to do more and create more for people.
0: Awesome. So before we wrap, I wanted to find out about your morning routine because for me, it's super important in regards to like how my day goes. So I wanted to find out what yours looks like.
2: Yeah. So in full transparency, we have those videos on morning routine or night routine. Yeah. That was our legit morning routine. Yeah. That set up stuff for successfully. So anybody can watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can Google morning routine Mimi yeah. uh, and night routine Mimi. Uh, I'll say that is our like prime top level routine that we actually did before Alexa came into our lives. Mm-hmm. So Alexa's our daughter. She was two years old. Yeah. And I have so much um, just empathy and understanding for parents now. It is totally different yeah, once yeah, you have like, a child. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll say for anybody really looking to a morning routine is definitely look into those. Those are awesome, legit work routine, uh, morning routines and night routines that have really set up for success. And we do our best to practice those like we when we could. Mm-hmm. At the moment right now, we're still, I guess, coming back from the storm, which is becoming parents. Yeah. It is crazy. <laughs> and so I'll say, I'll say even today, uh, morning routine is usually it would be wake up because Alexa wakes up.
0: <laughs> She's your right? alarm clock.
2: Yeah. she. The thing is a parent, you don't have a choice. Yeah. So Alexa wakes up. Okay, I woke up. Right, I'm very grateful that now she's waking up a little later. Yeah, they she wake up at six forty, which is awesome. And I would just go pick up Alexa, um, and we, we, you know, I we go to the kitchen. I make porridge. I play with her. Uh, we hang out, uh, and we let Mimi sleep until um, like eight eight thirty, uh, if we could. Yeah, uh, that's recently. That's right now, and it was different from different times. Right then, uh, we woke. Uh, woke we'll me up and we're like yeah we're gonna do a workout so we attempt to do a workout <laughs> with a toddler yeah on some days it works some days it doesn't yeah and usually we do for example either the 7 minute workout which mm-hmm. we have in our morning routine mm-hmm. or we'll do the sweat app by Kayla yeah and, it's great it's, yeah so I, I'm still like I, these guys built a crazy business uh, I mean I can't believe they charge like whatever for this but we pay it for it like, yeah. anyways <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm astounded and, I, I, and like I said I also just joined Mimi on this because it's just easier to do stuff together but yeah. it, but it is a legit great workout mm-hmm. and they've done well so that's why they're successful as well so we do that sometimes and I, it is super great after a week of that or two you already see results so we, we try to do some of that sometimes we succeed sometimes we don't uh, today wasn't as successful because Alexa was just all over the place
0: she was your workout today yeah she was our
2: workout <laughs> And like I said, when we get a chance, sometimes because before we'd always do the five minute journal together, mm-hmm. um, right when we woke up. But like I said, because the routine changed, it doesn't always work that way. So you do your five minute journal when you get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever that. Improvise. Is. Yeah, improvise. Do it in the app. Do it. Sometimes I do it when Mimi's breastfeeding. Alexa, yeah. cause she still does. Uh, and then every, uh, so that's the morning routine. That's really it. And then I cycle to work. I'm very fortunate the way I set up my you know, work and thing balance, so that I, I go through the park every day. Mm-hmm. So that's the morning routine right now, right? And meditation currently is out the wraps uh, because it's hard to meditate with a toddler once again. I can imagine. Um, so that's that's the, really the transition point. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we'll definitely, we're so much learning to understand how much easier it is. To, like, that's why I think you, I now see, you know, and I think any parent listening or any non-parent, but you, I think to non-parents, like, what what is this? And that's why I, I urge you: you have so much opportunity, you have so much time to do incredible things in life, mm-hmm. uh, without being interrupted by your toddler or a baby, whatever. Yeah. And so use it. But to parents, I can really emphasize how you know difficult it can be to have a certain routine, but at the same time, how important it is. Yeah. And then I'll say the night routine is every night. doesn't matter if you write it down or not. Me and I always do the night portion Mm -hmm. of the five-minute journal. So it was just three amazing things that happened today. And we go over together. I think it's such a great, useful tool for couples to reconnect. And to just talk about the good things that happened and not, you know, bitch complain about what happened in your day. Yeah. whatever. brings you back
0: to the positives, which is nice. Yeah,
2: and you end your day with that. And that's why I think it's very important why you start your day with gratitude. Mm -hmm and you end your day with, with just looking at the good because it allows your brain to prime that this is what you want to be focused on. Yeah. Yeah, And then there's the usual brush teeth, floss, uh, things like that. Sometimes squeezing the meditation. Uh, Mimi will do it. I'll do, uh, I call it, we have this pad with like, um, kind of like nails. Is it
0: like the it's like the acupuncture pad, yeah, like
2: the one yeah, where you lie so, yeah. on? Yeah, Okay. So, hey. so I'm I said, said the right. meditation, and I tell her I'm just gonna do the the pad, and I'll do. I don't know, what do what we call it? The, the, You know, at the end of the yoga, what is that session when you just like Oh, down. S- so Savasana? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I said, I'm just doing svastha on the <laughs> on the nail pad. That's my my meditation at the yeah. moment. Because after especially carrying your toddler or whatever is that. Your back is sore a lot of times, so it really helps. Mm-hmm. So, this is my very uh, transparent and authentic, genuine uh, morning or night routine. It's yeah. not the best, um, but if you really want to see our prime, yeah. it is really the morning night routine. We yeah. did nail that. And I think another tip to anybody really starting out uh, a morning routine or a night routine is really that same thing with that one, it takes time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, don't be hard on yourself because, like, you're not doing it yeah you have to do it slowly so even now that we're a little out of whack um we're slowly doing our best to put those pieces back in place yeah. to have our time maybe in the future we will go you know sleep a little earlier and wake up earlier than alexa maybe she'll start waking up at seven consistently we yeah. wake up at six and do our morning routine you know, there's no excuses. I know people who wake up at four or five a.m. and do all their stuff before their kids wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's the same thing even note to ourselves how and it's how we build our businesses, how we build our relationships, is that just build small pieces because it's better to do something mm-hmm. than nothing.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: So do at least something, one thing. Yeah, and then for a lot of people, that's why the easiest thing to do mm-hmm. is the 500 Journal like yeah it's quick it's quick or the other, the other thing I did was um, before the 500 Journal is get into the habit of just thinking one thing you're grateful for when you wake up it's a simple you don't need a 500 Journal you don't need anything just wake up that's what I do sometimes when I do the 500 Journal I mm-hmm. just think of the things that I'm grateful for and she's like, "Oh my god, it's amazing! I woke up and I'm healthy."
0: Yeah, yeah, you know? it's a good tip. Yeah. So before we go, tell everyone where they can find you.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Um, I think uh, you can find me on <laughs> putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> Instagram Alex Icon, and then also I think that's probably the best place to find me. I'm also active on YouTube, mm-hmm. so you can find me on YouTube as well um, at Alex Icon. I'm, Definitely recommend for you guys to sign up to Intelligent Change Newsletter. So you can go to IntelligentChange.com and subscribe to the newsletter. Mm-hmm. We do this amazing thing called Intelligent Tuesday, which is just a great compilation of great articles about positivity, about the good news that's happening in the world. So you see... That's
0: that's amazing. I, I'm signing up like as soon yeah. as I get home. <laughs> so
2: you, just, you try to see like how hey, like the world's actually good. There's yeah. good happening. So that's what we just try to share. So I really recommend for people to do that. And yeah, find me on Instagram. DM me. Hit me up. Maybe I'll be on your podcast.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Alex. Yeah,
2: thank you as well.